0: give you glory we bless your holy name we thank you for your mercy your grace of our lives lord holy spirit will welcome you into this atmosphere come and be the lord and the master of this assembly we hallow your name and worship you teach us oh god from the volumes of the books of oh god let the entrance of your word bring illumination to your people bless us because we came in jesus name we pray amen God bless you. you. May be seated. Are you happy you are in the house of the Lord? 6. Verse 5 and 6. Let's get to business. Psalm 126, verse 5 to 6. Let's read it together. Ready. Go. Amen. amen all right Matthew chapter 13 verse 36 to 43 Matthew chapter number 13 verse 36 to 43 then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into ha- the house and his disciples came to him saying explain to us the parable of the tares of the field then he answered and said he who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, but the tares are the sons of the wicked one. The enemy who sows them is the devil, and the harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels." Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. The Son of Man will send out his angels and they will gather out his kingdom, all things that, are, that offend and those who practice lawlessness and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the son in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear what? Let him hear, hallelujah. Here ends the reading of his holy word. All right, we started last week. The time for sowing has come. We want to continue through on that same trajectory. The time for sowing has come, hallelujah. Amen. Tell your neighbor the time for sowing has come. I said to you last week that the priority of sowing, the important things that you must know about sowing and reaping, that the priority of sowing and reaping is very, very important, especially in this day and age. And I said to you last week that a lot of churches, a lot of Christians, a lot of pastors focus on the harvest without understanding that without uh, sowing, you cannot have harvest. And the scripture we just read says that those that sow in tears will doubtless reap in joy which means that there is tears associated with sowing. A lot of times as Christians we want God to take the burden. Jesus drive the wheel and let me sit in and ride. We, we, we like um, uh, sermons that will show us the harvest the blessings of the Lord that the goodness of God how God will elevate you how God will will assist you how God will kill all your enemies how God will kill your mother-in-law you say all those things and and it it sounds good and it's like good preaching but we don't realize that before Jesus can kill your mother-in-law you must sow something assuming your mother-in-law is the witch it's a joke. Come on, get relax. Hallelujah. Amen. So, you need to know that sowing is important. And we don't like talking about sowing because sowing means that you must do some work. Before you can sow, you must clear the land. Yeah. And clearing any piece of land takes a lot of energy because you have to dig out some stubbles, you have to dig out some stones, you have to dig up some unwanted things in the land. You have to reclaim the land first. Are you with me? Then, after you've reclaimed the land, you need to prepare the land. As, assuming that the, the topsoil is gone, you have to uh, maybe re uh, soil it, isn't it? Put some loamy soil on the thing before you can dig the earth and put the seeds down. All that involves work. So, the psalmist says that sow in tears. Then the, the next verse is that he that goes out bearing seeds, will doubtless come back rejoicing. You go out in tears, bearing seeds, you will doubtless come back with rejoicing. Amen. And then I said to you, you remember the uh, story of, um, uh, what's the guy's name again? William Booth. Try tears. The reason why the church is not growing and we are not enjoying the harvest is because we haven't attached tears to the things that we are sowing. Are you with me? In those days, they, 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 he sent them out to go and evangelize. They have gone, they had done their best. And you see, the first uh, evangelism is easy because people haven't heard the word, so it's easy to reap the First, tranche of people. Then, as time goes on, the people get used to you, and it's not so easy to evangelize them anymore. Now, as soon as they see you, they know what you are coming to say, and they just avoid you. Those who know, know. Those who don't know, forget about it. <laughs> You know, and it gets, it gets harder and harder as the days go by to evangelize people. So they had done all this and they were tired. Nothing was working. So they sent a telegram to uh, William Booth and said, that, can you relocate us from this place? Because it looks like the souls are finished. Mm-hmm. We have tried everything and no, nothing is working. The church is not growing. Nobody is giving their lives to Christ. We want to pack and go, come back home or relocate to some place then William Booth sent this response to them. Try tears. If you tried everything and it's not worked, try tears. If you've tried sewing and it's not working, try what? Tears. Hallelujah. It means put your elbow into it. Put your shoulder into it. Try a little harder. Pastor Kieran was saying that uh, earlier on when he was uh, leading a prayer that Jesus was saying that the devil is the one that does not want to sacrifice. And it's very true. The church now has become very demonic because we have become very selfish. We don't want to sacrifice. That is why any meeting that doesn't involve harvest, we don't come. Do you understand what I'm saying? If we said there was a convention, there's a harvest of miracles. There's a harvest of blessing. The room will be full right now. But I always say that's a normal uh, teaching service. It's a service of sowing. It's a service of coming to sow into your spiritual life. It's a service of tears because you are tired, you are cold. It doesn't look like things are working. The whole week has been very, very long already. And the day has been extra long already. You just want to just curl under your duvet and sleep. And they say, go to church. It's almost as if you are just... just, uh, uh, this church I'm going this is a seed I'm sowing in tears are are you with me? because I'm coming the room will be cold I'll have to put on my jacket whilst I'm trying to listen to the message my ears are cold I'm feeling like I don't want to be here Ah. sowing in tears sowing in tears He that goes weeping, bearing seeds would doubtless come back with rejoicing. Hallelujah. So try adding tears to it. So William Booth said that try adding tears. The church must try adding tears to what we are doing. That is the only way we are going to break through. Try Try adding tears. The reason why the choir is becoming a drag. we We have added tears are you with me let's go on a retreat into the cold we are going to sing in the cold I'll leave it there I won't go past that I don't want I don't want the birthday girl to be angry with me it's okay amen so I, started, I gave you some principles. Let's rehearse some of the principles we looked at. The first one was what? The and principle of sowing and reaping is enacted every day of your life. Every day you are sowing. Every day you are reaping. And I said to you, where you are sitting today is as a result of the things you sowed some years ago. And what you are doing now is sowing into tomorrow whether you are sowing good seeds or not is irrelevant. That's um, what you call it. The principle is in, in action. For good or bad. Good or bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you with me? As you are sitting here, you are sowing. Yeah, you're suffering. You're suffering. So as you are suffering, you are learning something that will benefit you tomorrow. Are, uh, are you with me? If you refuse to suffer, you are preparing to cry tomorrow. you are crying today to laugh tomorrow or you are laughing today to cry tomorrow Mm. while the earth remaineth, seed time harvest summer, winter day or night Genesis 8.22 will never ever pass every day it will not cease seed time harvest seed time harvest seed time harvest harvest. hallelujah you must be deliberate in your sowing. That's the second principle, isn't it? Now that you know that what you are enjoying now is what you, what you sowed last week, last year, three years ago, twenty years ago. If you want to see better harvest tomorrow, start sowing good seeds today. Are you with me? Pearl, sow prayer into your marriage. Don't just assume that this lovey dovey thing that you're enjoying now will last forever. Uh, You have to sow prayer. -prayer. Uh, Are you getting what I mean? Sow prayer into it. To pray. (laughs) To to pray, is not easy. Mm It's sacrifice. Uh, It's work. Prayer is work. choir leader. You want to have a great choir? So prayer. It's not just do the harmony and everything. All those things are good, but uh, this, this is a spiritual thing. It's not just uh, good harmonies. No. One demon can enter the choir. The choir will scatter in two minutes. One demon. One, demon. one, demon. one person. One demon. <laughs> oh, you don't like what I'm saying. A small, uneducated demon will enter. <laughs> and that will be the end of the choir. Of demon. <laughs> okay, okay. Demon. Yeah. One agboro, you know agboro demon? Agboro demon is a demon, a, a, a street demon. <laughs> when the Nigerian says agboro, you know what it means. It means a tout. We just enter and the car will be no more. (laughs) You don't like my message. What's the third principle? We are just going through what we read last, we we discussed. Sowing what? Good seeds must be what? A continuous process in your life. I always say, that when you do good, you buy into goodwill. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you do good for people, you are not doing it for the person. You are doing it for yourself. Are you with me? Nobody sows into the land, the ground to do a favor for the ground. Mm, I don't know whether you get, you get what I'm saying. The, the ground, you are not doing the ground a favor by sowing into it. It's for you. You are going to reap it. The ground doesn't reap it. The ground doesn't reap it. So if I do good for you, it's not for you. Because if you do it and the ground doesn't say thank you, immediately you get angry. Now who sow again? But you forget that it's for you. It's not, for the, it's not for, the for the ground. So you continue sowing all the time. The ground doesn't owe you any thank you. Are you with me? The ground doesn't owe you a thank you. But Jesus said that lay not your treasures on this earth where moth and rust can corrupt, but lay treasures in heaven where no man can steal. When you do good for somebody, you are laying treasure for yourself. One day the people gathered together with God and God said, you blessed of the father enter into the joy of your the lord because i was hungry and you gave me food i was in prison and you came to visit me i was uh, thirsty you gave me water i didn't have money and gave me money say well lord when did we see you hungry when did we see you in prison that we came to visit when did we see you destitute that we came to give you clothes when when we didn't we we, when say as you did it for me my my one of these little ones you did it for one of these you did it for the ground it's ready for your harvest you didn't do the ground a favor you did it for yourself now here is your harvest enter into the joy of the lord hallelujah how many understand what i'm saying so you don't do the ground a favor you are serving the house of the lord you are not doing the pastor a favor the day if the pastor doesn't say thank you he's the ground. He's just the ground the church is a ground don't expect a thank you for from no nobody after you have sown and you're going there you hear the 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 ground say oh, Thank you. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Hallelujah. Next one. Remember that your ability to sow is a grace given by God. I told that a, God is the supplier of the seeds, isn't it? Second Corinthians 9.10. God is the supplier of the seeds. The energy you have to even pray Given by God, your ability to even do something, the voice you have to serve to sow into the house of God is given by God. It's not everybody who can stand on the stage to sing. Some people, when they sound, they say we throw stones at them because they can't hold the note. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't, you don't be able to sing. They may be willing to do it, but we wouldn't want to hear them doing it. Why? Because they have not been given the grace. So, for you to have the grace, it's given by God. So, do it with humility. Don't be proud. Ah, You don't like? Okay, let's go on. Next one. The principle of sowing and reaping involves what? Waiting. The reason why a lot of people get tired and frustrated and fed up of sowing is because they are not patient enough to wait. Because we feel that as soon as we sow, we must reap. But nobody reaps immediately the sow. You must give the ground time Mm -hmm. to work on the seed, seed, for the seed to die. A grain of corn falls to the ground and dies. It abides alone. But when it dies, then John 12, 24 Except it falls and dies, it abides alone. But when it falls and it dies, then it will bring forth the harvest. There, there's a process involved. Waiting is part of sowing and reaping. Hallelujah. So let's be patient. The Bible said the husband man has need of patience. Hallelujah. So after he's sown he needs patience for the harvest to come to him. The next one was what? You reap proportionally to what you sow. Hallelujah. With the measure with which you meet with all, is the same measure that is used to bring you back your harvest. Hallelujah. You don't. If you bring a teaspoon, you reap a teaspoon harvest. Are you with me? If you bring a ladle, you get a ladle harvest. If you bring a, a wheelbarrow, you get a wheelbarrow harvest. It's up to you. Amen. What was the next one? The The principle of sowing and reaping is related to the law of multiplication. Hallelujah. That's part of uh, proportionality. Hallelujah. Okay. Can I give you one more? The principle of sowing and reaping Is what God uses to bestow blessings on his people. I don't know whether you understand. Uh, The principle of sowing and reaping is what God uses to bless or bestow blessings on his people. Bible says that there was famine in the land besides the first famine, Genesis 26. Then, verse 12, then Isaac sowed in that land and in the same year he reaped a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. Hallelujah. But verse 1 says that, verse 1, go to verse 1 and says, there was farming besides the first farming. Isaac went to, okay, verse 2, verse 3, God told uh, uh, Isaac, Dwell in this land and I will be with you and bless you. Everybody was running from Gara to go down to Egypt. And God said to him, stay here and I will be with you and I will bless you. How was God going to bless Isaac? He was going to bless Isaac with the principle of sowing and reaping. So, verse 12, Isaac decides to sow in that land. And in the same year, Isaac reaped a hundredfold. And God blessed him in the land of famine. Which means that, or could it mean, that the reason why your blessing hasn't come because you failed the principle of sowing Because God wants to bless you. God wants to give you. But instead of enacting the principle that will bring you the the, the, uh, blessing, you decided that no, 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 no. There is farming in the land. There is recession. There is farming. You know, there is COVID in the system. So all the churches are holding back. This is not a time to sow. But in that time of famine, the blessing of CICC was what God said. In the middle of, or the height of um, COVID, God said that I should preach every day. So every day I was preaching. How many know that that is a lot of work? How many months or how many For you listening was a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> you sitting there watching me preach was a lot of work for you. How about me that was preaching every day, every day, I was preaching every day from January to, was it March, from March to when, from March to August, there was no one day There was there was a match one then we started again there was, a break. there was a break yeah but the Lord told me that make sure every day you preach so every day I was preaching I was so in tears do you know most of the time it was cold very cold they would be in this room I have to take my my jacket off and pretend as if I'm not cold and preach Free to a camera, an empty room, a camera. Me and Joel. And a couple of people. Uh, and uh, Beulah. Was, Beulah was the Sunday's. It was cold. But the Lord told me, so, 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 so. It's a time of farming, but keep sowing, keep sowing, keep sowing. Don't give up, keep sowing, keep sowing. Do you know what it takes? It means every day you have to research. Every day you have to have a message to preach. But that was the secret. Because for God to bless you, you must give God a reason for the blessing. Because God is a God of principle. If you haven't put anything in the ground, don't expect anything out. Otherwise, God will be doing something that is wrong, and Satan will accuse God. So I'm giving you a tip. God wants to bless you. So, 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 you want financial blessing? Keep sowing. Not only in the church, sow everywhere, and see how God will bless you. Don't look at your financial environment. Don't look at the farming. Don't look at the COVID. Don't look at this or look at that. Because if you look at this or look at that, you will not sow. Uh, are you getting what I mean? those who observe the wind, they don't sow. I, I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. Yeah. So sowing. Today I want us to move our conversation into specifics. So today I want us to talk about sowing spiritual seeds. Sowing spiritual seeds. We'll talk about other seeds. But the first seed I want us to look at is sowing spiritual seeds. Amen. And Jesus was telling the parable that a man went to sow. And when he had gone to sleep in the middle of the night, an enemy came and sowed tares. And uh, he was explaining in the scripture I just read to you. That he answered that the good seeds is the son of man. The field is the world. Hallelujah. The good seed is you and I what we decide to sow into our spiritual lives. Amen. What we sow is what will become a harvest for us. Amen. What we sow is what is going to become a harvest. The first seed I want us to talk about, the first spiritual seed is the seed of prayer. Amen. Are you with me? The seed of of prayer. How many know that prayer is a seed? And how many know that prayer is very difficult? <laughs> amen prayer is difficult because you need to do a lot of something that doesn't look like is yielding anything how many know that when you look at the size of the seed you cannot fathom the harvest it brings because the seed is very very small Jesus said that the kingdom of God is like a seed, a little seed that a man planted. Look for that scripture for me. Then it it gives, it becomes a big shrub that the birds of the air come to find nests or rest in it. Are you with me? That's how the kingdom of God is like. What he's saying is that Anything spiritual is like a seed a man sowed. Have you found the scripture? Sorry, Mark four twenty six. It's like, have you found it? Another parable he put forth, saying, "The kingdom of heaven is like a master seed." Which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, and the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Hallelujah. So the prayer we sow in the house of God is like this it's like a seed. How many know that when we're sowing, we're not thinking about the birds? We wanted the tree. But the tree is not for us. Apart from the tree giving us shade and giving us the fruits that come from the tree, the actual tree benefits the birds. I don't know whether, whether you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, you see, the prayer we are praying, especially when you're in a church like this. About 89, 90% of the prayers we pray here is not for you. How many have noticed it? Most churches, when you go, about 90% of the prayers is for you. But this church, we don't do that. We pray this prayer where we are aiming at a tree. And the tree is for the birds. But what we don't understand is that by doing so, we give God the opportunity to bless us. Because God is the one that looks after the birds. Consider the lilies. They neither sow nor spin. They neither toil. But how many of them are red like Solomon? If the lilies that are today up and tomorrow thrown in the oven, God cares for them. How much more would He not care for you? Are you with me? Yeah. But you seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all other things will be added to you. For the Father knows that you have need of these things. Yeah. Because the world needs food, clothes, and shelter, and God knows you need it. But forget about that need. And keep sowing. Hallelujah. Amen. So the smart thing to do. Is to keep sowing. Keep sowing prayer. Keep sowing prayer. There was a man in the Bible. In Acts. Called Cornelius. Bible says that. His much prayer. And giving Gave. God a reason to send Peter to be a blessing to him. God wanted to bless Cornelius <clears throat> but Cornelius was a, a, a Roman soldier. Cornelius was not a uh, was what, what it called? He was not of the tribe of the Hebrews who was uh, worthy of Peter just entering into his house. But when the angel spoke to him, he departed. Cornelius called two of his household. No, no, Peter was fasting. And then he saw a vision. The, his belly was giving him a vision where unclean food was put there that he should kill and eat. And he said, no, 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 I cannot eat this. He's not sure about this. And then he said, no, no, I'm giving the strategy, kill and eat Then, just after he finished that vision, he heard God say that, I'm going to send you somewhere. It looks like that man is unclean, but go to him. And when you go, preach the word of God. And why did God send people to Peter? Because his prayer was, we we are not told the type of prayer he prayed. But I'm very sure that he was not praying selfish prayers. Because to give alms, you don't give arms for yourself. Arms is given to poor people. People who, don't, who have need. You give arms. And, and, and the same prayer and arms in, the, in, the, in that context was the same. So he was praying for less privileged people. He was praying for, because he was not praying for himself. The Bible didn't say he was praying for himself. He said he was giving alms to poor people. He was praying for poor people. And God said, "Now I cannot. But this guy, I need to do something for him. Send somebody from the house. God told Cornelius, go and send, let him go and call Peter. And told Peter, I'm bringing somebody who is not a Jew, but go to him. So before his uh, racial... Uh, bias who set in his mind God cleared that thing where Peter was concerned Say anything that I have blessed I have given to eat don't call unclean just kill and eat and with that he had to go and brought salvation to the household of Cornelius why because he gave God the reason to bless him prayer opens the door are you with me especially when you are praying not for yourself The room has gone quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you stay in this church for a long time, you see that ninety percent of the time we don't pray for ourselves. Apart from energy type of prayers that is for ourselves, mm-hmm. That's why we have e- every type of prayer in this place is not for you. You do commanding the month. All the prayer is for people. <laughs> 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 morning, evening, morning, evening, you are fasting and praying, but it's not for yourself. So your mother-in-law, that witch is still there. She's growing fatter and fatter. I should stop saying mother-in-law. I don't want problems. Let's <laughs> say, hey, leave me alone. It's Wednesday evening. John chapter... Are you okay with me? Am I preaching good? John chapter 12, verse 25, that he who loves life will lose it, and he who hates life in this world will keep it for eternal life. This is just after he said, a a grain of corn falls to the ground and dies alone. The next scripture is that he who loves his life those who pray for themselves all the time it's because they love their life. Praying for their job, praying for their wife, praying for their husband, praying for their children every day. Every day, every day. Every time they are coming to the altar, they come and kneel is for themselves. He who loves life will lose it. But he who pray for others will gain it. Hallelujah. So let us learn how to sow prayer. Not selfish prayer. Take people in the church. Take people and make them your prayer project. Bible talks about Epaphras. One of your brethren who labors night and day in prayer for you. Epaphras never prays for himself. He prays for you. It's just one of the guys. He's not the pastor. It's one of the guys. Colossians 4.12. One who is one of you, a bond servant of Christ, greets you, always laboring fervently in, for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. He was a consistent sower of prayer into the lives of people. The people never ever said thank you. They will never ever know that he's there praying. In One of the, my churches, I used to have people, we used to call them an the engine room. The engine room guys, they don't come for church. I think we have to start doing engine room. Sunday when they come to church, they never see the congregation. They are in corners somewhere praying. They pray from before the church starts till the church finishes. Then we share the grace. Then we all go home. That's all. Their job. They just come and pray. I mean, you know, it takes a type, it's a type of grace to do that. You don't come for the service. Can you imagine? We are here, there in the basement. Until I say Amen, then we all share the grace. Then we all go home. Hallelujah. Because this thing we are doing is spiritual without prayer. The Bible says deep calls on to deep. The person who is sitting there, they are full of jollof and uh, sandwiches. There's no spirit there. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it doesn't matter how powerful the word is coming from here. It won't make any difference because they need some death in them. How can that death be uh, grown in them? Somebody has to pray. So that that seed will fall into good ground. So that they go home, they hear one word. they go home, the whole night they can't sleep. Bible talks about a guy called Mordecai. Ruth, chapter three, chapter four. Mordecai did something. Mordecai, one day was sitting at the gates and heard that um, sorry, Esther chapter three. Mordecai was sitting again. the and had a plot of two of the king's chamberlains who were trying to assassinate the king. And Mordecai leaked that information to the king so that the two chamberlains were arrested and imprisoned. Then when um, this happened, the king forgot. So instead of rewarding Mordecai, He rather rewarded Haman who was not the one who saved the king. Then one day, this Haman, out of jealousy and insecurity, decided that this guy, I've taken this guy's, um, what is it called? His place, his his honor. I've stolen his honor. If I don't get rid of this guy and the king finds out that he honored me instead of honoring Mordecai, he can easily decide that He will kill me instead. So Haman conspired that you kill all the Jews, because the only way you can kill Mordecai is to make sure that you kill all the Jews, of which Mordecai is one. Do do you get it? And so he planned that thing. And when Mordecai had Mordecai was like CNN news, (laughs) every information he he hears it first. So Mordecai heard this thing and told Esther that hey, they are trying to kill all of us. Talk to the king. She said, I cannot go to the king just like that, because to go to the king, if he doesn't lift his scepter, you can lose your head. Then say hey, girl, if you don't. All of us will go down. Don't think that the the, 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 the robe that you are wearing, the queen's robe will give you immunity. You are also a Jew. You go down with all of us. Then Esther said, okay, this is what we are going to do. We are going to fast and pray. You go and declare prayer and fast for all the Jews to fast for three days. I and my maidens with me will also fast and pray. For three days. And then I'll go to the king. If I perish, I perish. Remember that three days fasting and prayer. They prayed for three days. And three nights without food. Prayed. And prayed. And prayed. And the Bible says that. As they fasted and prayed. The king had insomnia. Couldn't, couldn't sleep. The king was tossing and turning. The king was tossing and turning. The king was turning and tossing. The king was tossing and turning and turning and tossing. Then he got up. I thought that anytime time to think about the king being the one who ruled from the uh, one third of the earth to so all the 120 prophecies, he ruled the whole world basically. So he had at his disposal all the, uh, what do you call, doctors, the lawyers, the sleep doctors, and everything. If you can't sleep and you wake up, who, which would be the best, most appropriate person to call? It's not a sleep doctor. The Bible says that the king called and asked, give me the scroll. Give me the book of the Chronicles. To see. Because they, they came there. there is somebody I need to honor. There is somebody I need to, to honor. But I can't figure out who this person is. But prayer made him feel that way. Prayer brought him exactly to where he needed to be. And the Bible says that. Now it happened when they had spoken that immediately. Find that scripture. I'm, 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 don't go to sleep on me. Bible says that. The king could not sleep. So when he woke up, he asked that, give me the book of the chronicles of remembrance. I think it's chapter four, verse sixteen thereabout. Then Chapter what? Six. six. Verse what? Verse one. Verse one. Chapter six, sister. Are you awake? I think the hood you have put on is disturbing you. The night the king could not sleep, so he commanded to bring the book of the records of the chronicles, and they read before the king. Next verse. And it was found, written, that Mordecai had told of Bectana and Therese two of the king's eunuchs, the doorkeepers, who sought to lay hands on the king, Isaris. And the king said, what honor or dignity has been bestowed on Mordecai for this? And said, nothing has been done for him. He said, hey, no, let's do that right now. But what brought about that thing? It was prayer. Prayer had to go in three days fasting and prayer gave the king sleepless nights for the king to remember. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Haman a, 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 a had he erected a gallows that he was going to put all the Jews to death on. So the Bible says that in the morning when Haman came, the king asked, what honor should be done for the man who saved the life of the king? And and said, that, who better? Who better for the king to reward than me? I'm the most favored person. So he said, oh, that the king's royal rope. the guard behind the king's rope and the king's ring and the king's limousine should be given. So that the person will be put in the king's limousine and put the king's robe on him and the king's ring. And we made the number two. He wanted the number one position. But prayer exposed Haman. Remember, this Haman did all these things. Now Mordecai has been giving the honor. But Haman had to die. How was Haman going to die? Remember prayer is in the air. So, the king was in the palace. had gone. I think he wanted to use the loo. He was coming back. And as he was coming, he saw Haman trying whether to wrap the queen or trying to you know, grope the queen. Something funny like that. And the kid said, hey, in my presence you want to rape my wife? Are you serious? Take his head off. How else was Haman going to lose his head? He had to do something silly at an inappropriate time to be exposed. And the only way to do that was through prayer. Are, Are you getting what I'm saying? The prayer that was being prayed was not. Uh, Esther was not praying for herself. Esther had to pray, to put prayer in the air as intercession for deliverance for all the Jews. But that prayer worked and helped Esther herself. See, when the prayer you, you sow will work to help yourself. The seed you put in the ground is not for the ground. It will find a way to bless you yourself. Uh, I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. The reason why we find we struggle with this is because we want the seed to bless us immediately and us alone. But you have to go around. Bless, remove, expose Haman, uh, uh, give Modeca honor before it gets to The queen herself. But that is how prayer works like. It goes round. Every spiritual thing we do, seed that we sow, goes round. I don't know my time is up. I would have talked about sowing spiritual seeds. giving. Giving also works the same way. The Bible talks about it. I think Luke 7 there about uh, the, the centurion Who built the house, built the synagogue for the Jews. Look for that scripture for me. Bible says that his servant was sick. And the leaders of um, the, the high priest and the elders gathered themselves and went to Jesus. And said to Jesus, the one for whom you have to do this good deed is worthy. Why? Because he built us a synagogue. Luke chapter 7 verse 2. He built us a synagogue. He is deserving of this. Because he gave money to build the church. Now his servant is sick. Remember the, Jews, uh, the leaders of the Jews hated Jesus. There was no way they would have gone to Jesus to ask for a favor. But something more than their liking or disliking pushed them to go. Why? Because the man had enacted a spiritual principle of building the house, giving money for the house of God. So they could not help it. They could not help it. See, I've said this thing in the past and I'll say it again. Every one of us in this room, please, before you die, build a house for God. It's not as expensive as you think. There's a place in the world 3,000 pounds will build a church building. Are you with me? Make sure that before you die, build one house that's for God. Church in a remote place because that will speak for you your children your children's children and your children's children's children to the fourth and fifth generation take it from me pastors will not preach this message to you because you don't want to hear messages like that you want to hear god will bless you but i'm giving you another the best way for god to bless you (laughs) Are you getting what I'm saying? You don't, it doesn't have to be a CICC church. No, no, no. It doesn't have to be any church associated with you. Find a church. Somewhere in the sticks. And build. You don't have to put your name. This is, uh, no, 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 nothing like that. put the plaque. No, no, that is your reward. (laughs) Your reward on a little plaque. I don't need that reward. No. Build it. Make sure that the whole building, you from the ground up, you contributed fully. Build it. I tell you, that seed, God will never forget. God will never forget. Just like this centurion. This centurion is not a, a, a Jew. But for four, five thousand years, his name is going to be talked about and preached about. Every time you read Luke chapter 7, you read him. Am I making sense? Yeah. Anytime you hear that you are doing a building project, let your money go. Trust me. Let your money go. You hear anything the church is doing, let your money go. Anything to do with God, let your money go because that one speaks for you more than any prayer you can pray for yourself. How I many you know that it involves tears? <laughs> <laughs> the <thing> <laughs> it was. Especially by building a church building, it involves tears. <laughs> and the people Will not even know you to say thank you to you but you are not the ground doesn't need to thank you you are doing it for god lay for yourself treasures in heaven stand to your feet